Good evening and welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by the Freedom's Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. We hope to illuminate some of the recovery process by sharing as many human stories as we can. Why, you might ask, to show that we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. Our stories become our strength. Please remember that any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. So regardless of how crappy or wonderful our opinions might be to you, they still remain opinions, nothing more. You might hear swearing adult themes and situations as well as the tragedies humans face and walk through every day. It is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian or have the explicit permission of those individuals. And Darcy thought it wasn't possible for us to be quiet for two seconds. Um, (laughs) It is an honor to have my whole family here, uh, well, my nuclear family here uh, tonight, and we are just going to talk a bunch of shit about recovery, the illness of addiction, I mean... There's three of us that obviously are chemically dependent on stuff. Um, whether or not we still use those chemicals is a totally different story. Um, and thankfully, we don't. So, all right. To my left is my older brother, Greg. Hi, Greg. Howdy. That's Greg. And Nathan, my younger brother. He's oh, not going to... Hi. Thanks, <laughs> talk, dude. Talk. Yeah. He thought this was video. Yeah, video killed the radio this star, bro. This isn't a video cast. <laughs> Damn, where's Joe Rug when you need him? Get with the times, man. <laughs> Seriously. And there's my mummy. Hello, everybody. Hi, mummy. And my sister-in-law is sitting next to mummy. Hello. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hello. And then my pops. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. So I wanted to get us together because you know what? Like one of the things about recovery and and sobriety is that it affects the whole family. Uh, the whole family's involved in going down the rabbit hole as well as coming out if they end up sticking together. Uh, Greg, don't play with it. He's playing I'm sure with that it. my parents told him that when the he was younger. His brother was kicking it. See, he's yeah. still a child. This is not the place nor child, time man. to be playing with it, Greg. <laughs> don't 40 years can, old and he's still messing with it. I told yeah. all three of them to quit playing with it many, many times. And we never stopped playing with it. Never. never yeah. I like so, Mom. Yes. <laughs> something that has something that occasionally wakes me up in the middle of the night. No, I'm just kidding. Playing with no. it? Well, that always. Oh. Ever since I was. Oh, we're not on that anymore. No. We should have oh. brought the yeah. music for my dingling. That would have been the perfect <laughs> family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine mom singing my dingling? She no. Loves playing with my ding- Dad's dingling. Her, somebody's dingling. <laughs> you better take the- Over the line. Over the line, Greg. Over the line. <laughs> Dude, I think I, I warned yeah, you. I <laughs> so, uh, yes. I was going to ask mother yes. if my brothers and I can keep ourselves quiet long enough. How is it for you, mom, being the only, like literally the only female, well, until the sisters came along, but like before that, how was it for you raising four boys? Because we know dad was a handful. It was wonderful. <laughs> 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 That's a good answer, Mom. It was wonderful. Thanks, Thanks Mom. Mom. That was we awesome. We know we're saints. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are listening, that was Nathan. Yeah. 
And the sound that you heard was Darcy quitting. <laughs> that was, those footsteps was Darcy walking out. <laughs> Mom? I never thought about it. I just, it was, to me, it was the normal thing. How do you not it, think about that? I had a husband. I had three sons, and you just do what you do. Yeah. Do you think that and that's the same as it is now for women? Because things not, were different, right? Like, yeah. not bad or good, but just different. Because I think about it every day, Mom. I think about the res- whatever responsibility I have, I think about it every day, and sometimes it's, like, crippling. <laughs> oh. So that's why, like, to me, I'm curious, because yeah. we're not, like, easy boys. And Dad's the, like, furthest thing from easy that we can imagine. So... <laughs> Yeah, right? Like it's, we're all not easy. I mean, it's true. Mom? I honestly, honestly, I, I just have to say that I never really thought about it. Mm. I just kind of did what I did. I thought you guys were great. I mean, well, you we had things, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought you guys were good kids i think it's thought about differently though what do you mean now yeah i think it's just the whole perspective and you get into different equality things but i think that people's just views on things have changed 30 years ago or 40 years ago moms just did it Mm -hmm. now it's more of a thought process when are we going to have a kid Mm -hmm. how long am i going to take off so i think there's more to it these days than there was when we were younger yeah do you think there's do you think there's more to it though because we have more information now because information has changed dramatically in the last even 20 years. I think it's 50. access to information because access. I think that information yeah. has been there. Yeah. Studies on men and women and moms and dads have mm-hmm. been there for years, mm-hmm. but not every mom knew about it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't all have a chance to go to a library and read it. Yeah. Or even know there was books about it. Mm-hmm. Now you can just, you know, yeah. moms, 1970. Yeah. And it just kind of tells you. What mom mom's had just always soldiered up. Yeah. She did. She always just soldiered up. But know, I never thought of it that way. It, yeah. it no, wasn't like, okay, but that's I, not, that's I what I mean, to. right? Is like yeah. you're not yeah. you're not thinking of that no. way, but no. a girl now looking back yeah. at you know what you did would before you even met dad, got married and had kids, yeah. would need a safe space and a blankie. Yeah. You know, well, I if mean, they thought about it the same way as yeah. what you did, yeah. is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And I don't want, well, I'm not generalizing, no. but there's a huge difference between mm-hmm. when you were 20 yeah. and a 20 year old now. Yeah. They're just, just like, there's a huge difference between dad right. when yeah. dad was 20 and yeah. a 20 year old now. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing necessarily. No, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. I'm just it's saying just, it's different. Yeah. 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 There's a whole different have, perspective sure on it. But things have changed too in society and in our, in our culture and mm-hmm. in the world in regards to what you said, Greg, men and women, moms and dads. And yeah. Uh, guys, in the last number of years, have taken a, quite a bit more of a role in household duties mm-hmm. and in, in, in raising the kids. Like a, a lot of the times I went to the school or whatever, that kind of stuff, because dad was working yeah. and I wasn't. You know, so a lot of those things have changed. Mm-hmm. But that was just the, it was the way it was. And now... You know, it's like, you know, it's like Joy. You, when you're gone, she goes to the school, right? For mm-hmm. Molly Ann or, or Jameson or whatever, right? And it, it's just different. 
Joy, does it work? Yes. For you? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. How do you feel coming into this family? When you came into this family and you had a bunch of like wingnut men all of a sudden in your life. And that's, of course, starting from Greg and spreading <laughs> out for the rest of us. Yeah. Except for yeah. me. I was the Except for mom. Except for mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wingnut man. Wingnut <laughs> man. How do you feel? How did it feel for you? Well, it's 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 good, right? Because you know, it's it's almost like home. Because you guys are all like you know, close family, same mm. as with us. So you know, I don't, you know, it's it feels family. Yeah. So yeah. So it doesn't feel different. You don't feel like oh my god, like man, your brothers Greg are just like completely out to lunch. And if you do, you just don't tell them. We appreciate that. I don't want to know if it if that's how you feel. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yes, me so, too. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Why is Nate so quiet? <laughs> just listening. Yeah. What do you think, man? I don't. Because you're. Well, I you're, try not to. <laughs> yeah, but you're a new dad, man. You're a new dad, like a couple years now, but still mm-hmm. new. Yeah. How does it feel for you? Because you you gear your life around making sure you have time with little man. Well, especially now at this, at his age. Yeah. When he's older, I'll work more. Yeah. But I want to be there now. I want to be yeah. around. And you and mean by when he's a teenager, you'll work more so you don't have to see him? Well, when he starts to go to school, <laughs> I can work more because then yeah. I don't have to watch him, right? Yeah. But, I mean, now that I'm at home more with him, I do the, the stuff around the house, mm-hmm. laundry and stuff, and it's, who cares? Yeah. Why, why would it make it? Why wouldn't you do it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has to get done. Yeah. And if you're there, then you should do it. So things have changed quite a bit, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's just more before it was like, well, the, the male took the, the job role, the female took Mm -hmm. the nurturing role, which is fine because that's the, that's how we were at the beginning of time. Right. But it's changed. So Zilla has a better job, Mm -hmm. a more secure job. So why wouldn't I take the other responsibility. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Right? I mean, if I was making now. more money than her, she would mm-hmm. think she would. Be, yeah. I yeah. mean, she would do the opposite. Right. Yeah. But that's just not the way it is. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like when we were kids, dad, like you would always, we had like, I don't know what we used to call it, but it was something like father, son night or something. Oh, yeah. Was it yeah, like yeah. date with dad night? Date with yeah. dad night. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> it. Like it's one of my fondest memories actually that we used to be able to do that with you. Yeah. Like, what was it like being a dad back then? Uh, well, I was just thinking when, when Nathan was talking and he was saying he, he was all right with that. And I thought, that's so cool that you are, Nathan, because mm-hmm. I remember when mom and I uh, got married. You know, I mean, that was, a, that was a, <laughs> as you know, 50 years ago. And uh, mom's put up with me for 50 years. And I, I remember we first got married. I remember being in, I won't mention any family names or anything, but, but one of my uh, in-laws... Um, he'd had a few drinks and uh, mom and I went over to be there for to see the kids for Christmas and stuff like that and he uh, uh, he was really trying to get my goat you know and uh, he was uh, he said you know how how can you uh, you're supposed to be a man how can you uh, uh, let your wife work and you go to school and I was working too I had a couple of jobs you know as we know in our family, yeah. <laughs> all, if you, all the guys have had two and three jobs. You only yeah. have one job. What's the matter with you? Yeah, that's what we've always. We been reserve like. the right to have one job until we're after forty. That, that's, that's what we like tell the grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. one job. I mean, that's nothing. You can need yeah. two or three. But I, I remember how I felt that night. I still remember that. I was only twenty years old 
my mom and I got first got married. That was our first Christmas, and I remember I remember thinking, you know, well, well, I, I won't go into what I really felt because I wanted to <laughs> kick his ass. But anyway, I, I, um, uh, no, I was a different. I was supposed <laughs> going to school to be a preacher, so I didn't think that would be a good idea. And uh, I think it would have been a good shoot to start <laughs> off with. <laughs> but he. Uh, he was trying to get my goat, and I know that's what he was trying to do now, and I look back on it, but it really, it was a different day. It was a different day, you know, and mom worked so hard um, to keep me in school. Hmm. She wanted me to, you know, get those degrees, and, and I mean, I when I started back to school, I, I started back with, uh, you know, gosh, high school, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't even have high school, and so they let me go to college, but I couldn't graduate. Till I finished my grade twelve, and mm-hmm. so, but I remember being in the college library all the time, working, working when Mum was working as a nurse, and uh, guys saying, "Well, come do this with us, come do that with us," and I said, "No, I, I really need to do this." Well, come on, you know. I said, "Hey, I don't know if I said it out loud. I think I did, but I remember thinking it. There's no way I could live with myself if I was out messing around, having fun with the guys, mm. um, when Mum was working so hard at the mm. hospital." to keep me in school. And I, so I, I worked harder on my grades. I did everything different, but it was a different day. Mm-hmm. Like, like Greg was saying, it's a different day. Yeah. yeah. It's much different. I mean, Greg is a good example because Greg works overseas and then comes back. And like, I, I can't even imagine what that's like for the two of you, but also of course for Molly and Jameson, like when, well, when Jameson was younger, now we, he's a, he's a man. So we're basically done with him he can come to our family he can come to our family events but that's about it like we'll recognize him as, as my up, nephew just don't stay. but he's a man now so we just push him around um i'm just kidding but uh so great like what's that like man you've been doing it for a long time too you know what it was i never thought twice about it until molly was born mm. and it's just a, it's totally different when you have a girl yeah you have a daughter right yeah like i would have stayed in who knows how long I would have stayed in the Middle East if Joy had said it was a boy. Yeah. Oh, really, hey? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a huge difference. So I didn't realize that. What, what oh, yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> it's really just hard to explain. It was just something just snapped, and I was like, oh, shit, i got to get her a visa so we can get out of here. Yeah. And that was it. Hmm. I, I mean, it, just a, a trigger, I guess, yeah. if you want to call it that. But I, I couldn't explain what the difference is, maybe because it just you feel more protective of a girl. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've said that before because that's the same for me. I don't know about Nate, but whenever, when Molly was born. I think that I started started going away and then Molly didn't really notice and then she started to notice. Mm -hmm. But I get full time while I'm home. When Mm -hmm. she's home, I'm home. So really, Mm -hmm. when you break it all down, I get a lot of time with her Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't get if I worked 10 or 12 hours a day at home every month. Yeah. So yeah. in 26 days, I make up a lot of hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of makes it better. Yeah. And that was a thing, you know, over when I was working with the military, you were working three months and get two weeks break. Yeah. So it's different. And that was, was Joy still in Kuwait? Joy was in Kuwait, yeah. Kuwait when yeah. that happened? Yeah. 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 I think that's far out, man, because I, I saw it. Like when Molly was born, all of us kind of shifted a little bit yeah. or at least it seemed like that yeah because she was like, the first girl yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. so yeah. it was yeah. it was like this very protective net around her right because she was like this light 
for us because we're like boys we're such stupid dummies we need a girl we need a girl to like get us out of the stone age <laughs> and i mean of course she's just beautiful too and like a smart yeah. kid and yeah that's so cool man i don't know like that's good you guys can do and that. we chat we chat all the time yeah we talk she every tries day. to yeah. <laughs> tries to get me to you know tell her yes for some things and she's I already started eh? oh, oh. but but oh. She, but she thought she was going to play that the last couple of days with like mascara and makeup, right? Oh, yeah. And oh. I said, oh, dude, you asked oh, yeah. the wrong guy. Yeah, because Daddy always said yes. Yeah. That's why. Because, you, you know, can I get these shoes? Are they on sale? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But makeup? <laughs> I said, you're lucky your mom lets you wear lip gloss that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> because if it was me, I'd give you a stick of chapstick. <laughs> Come back and talk to me again when you're 30. Yeah. <laughs> Darcy, does any of this resonate for you? Darcy has an amazing daughter as yeah. well. Aww. Yeah. Well, and you know, incredible. she's so, Molly's so beautiful. She doesn't need anything anyway. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you'd have seen that chat and didn't know that she was just messing with me, you'd think I abused her. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm going to need, so I'm going to need counseling. So this mean. is mentally affecting yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I said, girl, you've been mentally unstable. You were born a Lurie. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I said, we're right. all fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's about time you accept your lot. That's awesome. <laughs> We've tried to and protect you. Then she was like, oh my God. <laughs> I never, never got another answer back from her after that. <laughs> you're not going to convince me you're unstable. I know. I can almost picture. She looks up from her phone and goes, oh shit. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I can't do it. When you find a good counselor, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She got a good sense of humor. Yeah. She reminded me a lot of us though, because just the way it was going, I was dying. Yeah. When I was reading the message. So she was like going nuts. Oh, she was just giving it. Yeah. I'm gonna need counseling. I believe you're bullying me and (laughs) Oh my God. She was using all those keywords. Yeah, all the trigger words, eh? Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) One one day you just go like this, just be like, you know what? I'm going to create a safe space for you. Yeah. We're going to shave your head. (laughs) We're going to put you in a room. I'm just kidding. She has such beautiful hair. You couldn't cut her hair. I wouldn't cut her hair. No way. I I was up when we were up there and mom was uh, looking after her. Uh, I, I guess hanging out with her. She doesn't need to be looked after anymore. Oh, or no. babysat. She does so. Yeah. <laughs> grandma, grandma was hanging out with her for a couple of weeks, and I got a chance to go up a couple of times, and it was when she was <coughs> talking to you in the Philippines, Joy, yeah, yeah. and she wanted to get her hair cut. Oh, And yes. uh, you were, you were t- trying to talk her out of it, but you said she could take a little bit off. And I was, doing, I was trying to back you up, and I was telling her, don't cut that beautiful hair. You're going to break your grandpa's heart. You know, yeah, right, grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she got two or three inches off of it. But, uh, right on. I think it was three inches. That was four, three inches. I think it was four inches. Four finally, inches. Yeah. So it's Christmas time, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you all on. Is because like what's made Christmas bearable for me is you guys through the years. Um, because most of the time I've worked through Christmas and being able to see you guys for just a little bit at a time reminds me of how hard it is for some people who don't have any family, uh, which is another reason why I wanted to do it this time of year with you guys. Um, Cause there's so much love, even though we've been through some, some shit, you know, and um, there's still just so much love there. Uh, Nate and I did a podcast. Of, I don't even remember. Was it October or September? 
I can't remember, man. It was anyway it was in the first ago. like four or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. it just had me thinking about Greg um, because uh, you guys, mom and dad can probably help us and Greg too, in terms of that, like when we were young and we had to go to that program, the, the youth program for kids, when Nate and I had to go, we're both like traumatized, right? From seeing you up there. And so we were like, yeah. I just remember, mm. I just remember seeing you white as a ghost. And I just remember thinking, my heart is broken. Why does he look like that? Why are they making him ashamed to be, you know, why is this happening this way? And, and I remember, uh, I'm not gonna speak for Nate, but I'll just speak for myself that that image dude, uh, of you up there has stayed with me. And I think of it every time I work with someone new and every time I meet someone who's, uh, in a bad spot, what I try to do is not bring more shame to them. Cause I remember that. Yeah. Mm. And I left the, I've, I've never felt good about mm. that, man. Never bro. Never felt good about it. And I'm just grateful that you, that things turned around, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's like you and dad and other people in your, the 12 step type of recovery. Mm. I've all the respect in the world for it. And I totally believe that it works for people. For some people. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, some man. people. For me, that program shut yeah. me off to it. Yeah. And I will just, and it yeah. did because when I got out and I did go to the 12 steps, it was okay for a little bit. Yeah. And then that would just hit me and it was almost, almost like rebelling against it. Fucking A dude. So back then when I was really messed up before I went into the one, Teen the Christian challenge. one. Yeah. Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge. Teen challenge. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, back then, I mean, I, family support was great, but then I really think that that's when I was the closest I'd ever been with, like, God. Mm -hmm. And so I don't put any credit, and like I said, I don't want to put down your, the program. No, no. Program, but I don't put no, any no. credit in a recovery program. At that time, for me, it was just some of the people I was around there and God. Yeah. Said, hey, yeah. you know what? You are fucked up. Yeah. And you need to fix it. Yeah. And then we did together. Yeah. I don't take credit for myself. But, you know, that was just, that program was, you know, I, I underst understood why mom and dad did it. But I was angry about that for a long time. Dude. You know, they didn't know. No, of course not. And when all that stuff came out, then they knew and then they pulled me out. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I was sick from the first month I was in there. Oh. Pretty much. It the looked time. like it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say about that. Yeah, man, that's cool. You don't have to say nothing else. You didn't have to say that much. I didn't mean to spring, I didn't mean to spring it on you, bro. I no, just, I, no, I I kind of thought about it. I, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, right? Where like I I would have thought. Well, I from, know that that affected more than just me. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. Yeah. You know, but you know, when I came out of there, you try, but then it just weighs on you. And I was just pissed when I got out of there. Oh, blame me, man. You know, so yeah, I was pissed. And when I, I got played out that out. I played that out for the next two years until I went into Teen Challenge or a year and a half, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I played that out, and that, yeah. that was the only thing that kind of straightened me out there. Yeah. Well, dude, good on you, man. However we connect to God is however yeah, we connect to it, God, right. brother. Yeah. It's weird because I thought I would have like a bigger aversion to the 12 steps, to be honest with you. When I when I came into yeah. to the 12-step fellowship that I belonged to, I thought, I mean, there was a resistance. Don't get me wrong because I could see your face. <laughs> Right. So there was a lot of resistance in the beginning. Um, but I kind of misinterpreted my resistance to God versus the program. 
because I wasn't sure how that worked. Right. Like, yeah. so I resisted the whole fucking thing. And right. then that, that's how team challenge separated those two. From yeah. Me. And the way that that program was hit me hit at, or I was exposed to it. Yeah. Had nothing to do with God anyway. Yeah. What they were doing in there had nothing to do with God. In the first one. Yes. Oh and yeah. When I got yeah. out empty of God, the relationship was never for me. It was, there was two different worlds. Yeah. It was kind of like when I was in Bosnia and come home. Yeah. You know, I was fucked up over there. Come home. You're good. Mm -hmm. You just keep them one here, one there. Yeah. Straight down the middle. And see that, and that to me and other people like in my, in our world, like dad in my world, mom's world, like it, that kind of stuff is what people want to hear about. It's like, how, how does a person do that? Because every, almost every, like, um, almost every colleague I know is very careful to uh, push any sort of harm reduction method, right? Which is basically what you went into, right? Like, yeah. which is, and I don't mean harm reduction because you were just living your life. Yeah. So you didn't think of it like that, but you did go to some pretty scary places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just remember, and I'm not going to tell the story because it's your story, but I just remember feeling like really heavy when you and I went to the first time we went to Amsterdam. Remember that? Yeah. And we were talking about all that stuff and, and I don't, I haven't forgotten it. Like that, that car ride uh, was quite like uh, enlightening for me, you know, the, to, to know that like we hadn't spent a lot of time at, th at that period of, of your life because you were in Germany. Um, but it was uh, fascinating how that, well, it broke my heart and opened me up to the fact that there's like a whole world of suffering and it goes far beyond my little coconut. Right. Like, um, so anyway, uh, I, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that. I don't really know why. Probably because I was thinking about our trip to Amsterdam, that first one. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> little bits of it. <laughs> yeah, me too, little bits of it. <laughs> Nate, you remember the second one? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I'm going to smoke Amsterdam, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you help me carry my brother? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But the best was when you guys were out still, remember? And I had to come running back to the hotel room because yeah. I was freaking out. I I vaguely remember freaking out and being left alone in the room because you guys were out still having fun. And I was just like paranoid and completely like, <laughs> if it was up to me, I would have lived under the bed. I actually think the funniest part of that was when we came back and that old lady who ran the place had smoked our shit that we left there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> two big joints in there and she smoked them both. yeah both of them thanks for cleaning our room ma'am <laughs> that was that was so much fun though oh, it was. yeah that was good times uh, anyway yeah <laughs> oh and, and i tell you what um yeah i'm gonna let someone else talk for a minute because i'm gonna catch my breath after that because i can just still be there in that moment with that stupid fucking program <laughs> Well, speaking of that program. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. You're welcome. The voice of reason as usual. <laughs> Not really, but um, I just remember how my heart was broken. Mm -hmm. Taking Greggy there mm -hmm. and just feeling like we had no choice if we wanted him to live mm -hmm. and you know and seeing him before we took him I just uh, 
I still can't, after all these years, go there mm. without crying. Mm. Because it just... It just made me so sad. Mm. I can't imagine, like, and, and, you know, we work with families that have sent their kids to different treatment centers and stuff, and I can't imagine how hard it was for you guys to do that to them. Because you thought, well, I mean, they had, but you it was know, about that was, saving. That was the anger was not so much at mom and dad. No, no. But that program lied. Oh, I know. I yeah, mean, they I told them yeah. that I did I shit that I didn't even know I what know. it was. Yeah. I know. I never seen opium before. Yeah. But I did opium, I snorted heroin, I did all kinds of shit. Yeah, they yeah. Lied. You know? And I mean, my whole life I maybe smoked pot, what, eight times besides Amsterdam? Because all it did is make me tired and hungry. Doesn't count in Amsterdam anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I I freely admit, yeah, I had a problem with cocaine and smoking crack. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have, not at that time I didn't, but yeah. when I got out, I was angry and it just escalated. I, I mean, it was... After the first time I did coke after that program, then I was smoking everything. Yeah. But they lied to mom and dad to get me in there. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to make it sound and if dire. I had have found those guys, it was only, you know, I can only just thank God I never ran into any of those people. Because he would have hugged them. Each of them. I would have hugged them. Tenderly and hurt. longly. <laughs> right. Right. We're, we're sending oh, thoughts man. and prayers. <laughs> You know, so the anger came out in its way, but it wasn't really, I mean, yes, there was anger against mom and dad for putting me in there, but it, that was easily forgiven when I, when it, you find out what they told yeah. them to get me in there in the first place. Yeah. Because there would have been how many different options if they said, well, yeah, he's doing coke. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. But when you start mixing in that other scary shit back then, yeah, too. Yeah, especially back then, right? Oh, when you're man. talking about drugs that are, you know, way out there, it's like, well, I've never even seen that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. anyway. <clears throat> no, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that that episode, like, I mean, it definitely changed our family. Like, Boy, it, did ever. And I, I recognize, like, I know, I didn't think you were mad at mom and dad, man. I, I didn't, like, I'm sure there probably was yeah, some well, anger at some point. The anger came out yeah. towards you guys and mom and dad and yeah. just, and you know and then i ate it when i came out of there and that just made things worse right yeah it just made it worse and then and then when you realized that we'd been lied to as well like i mean um i i can't even i'm like mom i i can hardly go there Mm. um and that's why dave and i both of us in in our uh recovery ministry and the work that we do you know um we don't shame people Mm-hmm. Um, we love on them, right? And we try to, our higher power is is a God of love, mm-hmm. unconditional love. And you know you know that. You yeah. experienced it yourself. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I never forget that, you know. It was God's love in, in yourself um, that turned things around because uh, you had a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. And, and I was angry too when I found out what was really going on because we were brainwashed. Mm-hmm. We were brainwashed that's the best way to describe that and we were and i mean and they were good at and you oh, oh man yeah. they were yeah. good yeah. yeah they they had us um you know they had us by the short hairs they did and um and of course because like mom said um i'll never forget that day uh you know having to lie to you and taking you there um and that door was closing behind you and locked we were locked in there and then they, then we came back later, and they gave us all this stuff and told us what you were 
doing and what you're into and that you were going to die and oh my god mom and i were like it was unbelievable mm -hmm. but the um uh that night sitting on the floor in our bedroom mm -hmm. over in diamond bar and with nathan and david and we were all bold mm -hmm. we cried our eyes out for you son it was New Year's Eve. We were supposed to go to that New Year's party at the church, and of course we we told them we couldn't do it, and and because uh, we'd had to leave you there, and uh, God, it was the worst time of our lives. Because mm. you have a, you know, we love your family so much, and of course I, I grew up in a, a you know, a rageaholic, alcoholic family, and so and I struggle with alcohol and drugs and violence, uh, you know, and. So the last thing on earth I wanted to do was bring any of that to my sons, you know, mm -hmm. to my home. But uh, no, they lied to us. And I, it was when they got me in, I was in a board meeting. They wanted me to be in the, on the board. And, I, and I, I knew we were being brainwashed. I knew it was. And I mean, we, literally, to have you in there, you had to pr sell your soul almost. Mm -hmm. to, you know, because if you do, weren't in there, you were going to die. That's what they, and we bought it, right? And um, we weren't going to let that happen. We were fighting mm -hmm. for your life, and we thought. And so we, um, i never forget that, because they asked, I got in the board meeting, and they wanted us to still go out and promote, which I was doing, speaking at clubs and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and trying to raise funds for them to keep them going, not realizing how bad it was, and to get some of their kids in there because it was so expensive i mean they cleaned out your bank accounts you know they cleaned us right out yeah. and they uh and I, i'll never forget in that board meeting when it hit me these mothers that lying bunch of you can and swear they, dad and they wanted they wanted me to they wanted me to lie they wanted me to lie they were ready they were ready to close the doors on that place and 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 you had to have 10 grand just to get you in the, the kid, your kid in the door, and they wanted me to go out and get people in the door, and it could close tomorrow. And I, I went out of there, and I, I talked. To, I went outside of there, out of the group, right, which I could have been totally excommunicated type of thing for doing. <laughs> and we had a meeting over in, um, we had a meeting over in Santa Monica. Remember, honey? Mm -hmm. We went to that meeting with some of the other people that were. And had people in the program, and everybody said, "This is not right. This mm -hmm. is wrong. We're teaching these kids. Supposed to be teaching them rigorous honesty. That's mm -hmm. what our program is about. Mm -hmm. That's what recovery is about: rigorous honesty. And we're we're shaming these kids. We're 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 watching this. I wanted to get up and fight when when we would be there for those meetings, mm -hmm. and I'd see what they were doing to you up there, and talk the way they talked to you. I wanted to get up and kick the counselor's ass right there because it was wrong i knew in my heart it was wrong but we just had that you know they brainwashed us they mm -hmm. did and i think it's because we didn't have any understanding yeah yeah we had, we no had no understanding we had never even we were banking on that been touched by uh right. drugs and and that kind of stuff right so we had no we had no clue so it's like oh my god right mm -hmm. we don't do this we got no boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. just. And then what about you guys? You and Nate, right? And it's. Well, yeah, we were, it was heartbreaking for us. 
I don't, well, well, I just remember sitting on the floor with you guys, and all of us were bawling. Yeah. Nathan yeah. was just heartbroken. All of us were bawling. And you guys, we might to, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Pop. I'm seeing too much. No, you're not. Uh, it's just, it's just that, like, for Mom and me, it, to to watch it and to see it and experience it, and and to know that Greg Greg's right. I mean, God had nothing to do with it. God no, had no. nothing. That program to do with was it. godless. If yeah. Anything. yeah. yeah. Sounds like Scientology. Yeah, well, that well, that's basically the kind of stuff that's going on. Based on the same idea, right? The same ideas, and the, and it was like being brainwashed. Yeah, the more money you spend, the better chances you're going to survive. Yeah, and yeah. That's not what recovery is. Not at all. at all. I didn't mean to bring this up to make like to put a sour thing on it. I, the reason I'm talking about it, obviously, because it's important to us. It's an important point in our family. Yeah, it's right? a milestone. I it, mean, is. it is. And you look back, right? Yeah. But it's a recovery podcast. And it's a recovery podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. How about you, Nate? How about me what? <laughs> yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah. But I never had a problem with substance, whether it was alcohol or drugs, because of it. Whenever mm-hmm. I got offered anything, I'm like, all I see is Greg. Yeah. So no thanks. Mm-hmm. And that like shell, hey? Yeah, just a ghost. Yeah. It wasn't man. even yeah, I didn't even look alive. Well, the, the, it was weird for me. The the, the that board meeting, whoop, <laughs> spilling coffee on myself. That that board meeting, uh, you know, my eyes were opened. It was like Paul on the Damascus Road, right, yeah. Saul. And uh, and I, and one of the reasons was because they were trying to talk me also into putting David in the program. Yeah, because I had a wine cooler. Because he had a wine cooler. I had a wine cooler to party. They, was, they had him convinced, and David, David was in tears because he thought that he was going to be like you, and he was going to die. And so he wanted. He thought I maybe we should put him in there too. That's they had brainwashed him. It all came out of half a wine cooler up at Carrie's place. Fuck. Yeah. Seriously, man, that's where it came from. I went up there and had half a wine cooler. Yeah. So I'm just I'm so thankful for. Being a part of a, a a ministry and a program that loves people and mm. respects people and it doesn't shame them, you know, because God doesn't shame us. God doesn't shame us. God doesn't judge us. God loves us unconditionally, mm. and I, I that's the message that that people need to hear more than anything. That's yeah. the message I need to hear. That's uh, one that changes me. Yeah, transforms me. And it's been like a part of our family for a long time. Yeah, going way back. Oh, I, I yeah. don't know much oh, yeah. about like beyond the, what I know about grandma and grandpa on both sides, yeah. but like, I just imagine that on our. I know on our side, on dad's side, it goes back quite a long way, generation after generation. Yeah, yeah, it does. How about mom? How about your side? I, I don't even. I don't know if I ever even if we ever talked about it. Like for for what you mean? Well, addiction. Like, is it like oh alcohol, big alcohol. time alcohol? Oh yeah, yeah. All the all the. Like, uh, Grandma, at one point, had to tell Grandpa, you either stop drinking or I'm out of here. Oh, really? That's your Grandpa. Uh, see, I didn't know that. Because he would never do that in front of anybody. No. Yeah. I knew he'd put a little bit of whiskey in his coffee. Well, he, he did have the have odd, sips like when then. people were around, mm-hmm. but, but this I also... was when we were younger, oh, okay. before you guys came along. 
when we were younger and lived on the farm. And he was drinking the moonshine with Uncle Roy? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, even before shine. that, even before yeah. that, when we were younger than that even. Oh, and, wow. And Grandma would, we just remember, and us kids would be, would be just like, mm-hmm. you know, we could hear a mum, yeah. you know, just yelling at Dad, right, because he was like puking and yeah. because he, you know, he was drinking too much and... Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, a couple of the girls, you know, talked to dad and said, you know, you need to, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And then grandpa had those two heart attacks when yeah. he was 65. He had two heart attacks back to back, bad ones. And, um, the doctor says, you need to stop. You need to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we realized because we were away. We were in California. Yeah. We didn't realize that that dad was drinking that much mm. right and uh so well because we only see him every once yeah. in a while yeah so i mean to us having to drink was nothing right it didn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal and um but all of dad's brothers mm-hmm. most of them were all alcoholics mm. a couple of them died from liver I didn't cirrhosis know and oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's like definitely in our oh, blood yeah. it hey? is definitely uh yeah, yeah. oh yeah you know what's really funny about the guy who tried to get me into that program when I was 15? Is that he was actually fucking right. <laughs> I turned out to be an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, he was right just a little early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He don't, got lucky by being right. None of those guys were right about anything. Yeah, it was me. a 50-50 chance that he would be right, and he happened to be right. <laughs> I turned out to be a total fall down. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know why that's funny. Probably <laughs> funny because I'm not there anymore. Really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mom. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I didn't yeah. realize you guys didn't know that. I've never thought that because I remember might've. being at a wedding. Nate might have. With, with Grandpa. I can't remember. Yeah. One of the, one of the, one of Roy's kids. Oh, one of Roy's kids. Oh. Was still alive and he was just hammered. Mm. And Grandpa and me were sitting there and Grandpa said, see, that's what happens when you're old enough to drink and you're stupid. <laughs> that's what he said. That's exactly what he said to me, and I'll never <laughs> forget. I can stupid. just see it because dude was stumbling around and yeah, shit yeah. was frothing all over the place. Oh, and yeah. Grandpa said, oh. "That's what happens when you're old enough and you're stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was, was Grandpa? That was Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. I thought said you said that. Grandma. No, it was Grandpa. I, I could see Grandma saying no, that. No, it was Grandpa, and, Gra- and, I, and, and I don't recall him <laughs> drinking. We were, I mean, I, I don't think I was drinking either. We were just sitting there, because this guy was just turned 20 or 19 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I he say, was you pissed know, drunk, just flopping we all were, over the When place. we were at home, it, he didn't, it didn't seem like Dad drank that much. Mm, I mean, no. we never... It was like with when we were younger, he was trying to... To not, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I knew he was putting because I'd seen him put a little bit of whiskey. Oh, in I could coffee. smell it on his breath every once in a while, and you just knew. But yeah. it was not like he was outright mm-hmm. with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember him sitting down at the table with a bottle of whiskey and a yeah. glass. No, no, and yeah. that, and that, I never ever saw that either. But <clears> he <throat> would go <throat> to his, uh, he would go to his brother's places when we were little. Mm. And hang and out with his bros. And then he'd come home and he'd just be like... And, w- and when I came back and I drove out there and visited him and Grandma. Right. I think it was Bo- I was Bosnia. Was it back from Bosnia when I drove out there and saw them? I was alone. Uh, it was just me. Yeah. That's the only time he ever offered me a drink. Ah. Uh, we had a steak and we mm-hmm. had a drink. Yeah. That was, the, that was the only time. 
See, my dad, I, I remember I remember dad, he he was more of a, a binge drinker. Mm. Like he wouldn't he worked hard his whole life and he you know, kept the you know, held down his job and, and went to the top in in the work that he did. Um and of course that was the old school, right? Yeah. You, you the the man works hard and and provides for the family and and uh, the wife stays home and looks after the house and all that right and the kids that was the old school thing but but dad I remember getting calls you know and what was so stupid about it, I was just thinking about it now was the the guy that the guy that I rode with to go and pick him up my my brother in law he was half lit already he was half lit they had to get him out of out of his bar. To go and pick up my dad and his friend from the hotel room where they just killed a 40 a Canadian club. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they killed a 40 a Canadian club in a couple hours, right? And they, dad was so, he was so fallen down drunk. And here was another drunk picking him up because <laughs> he couldn't drive his car That's what home. we do for each other, man. Yeah, this is in my family. Yeah, and I was there to go, to go, with, to go with the other drunk, you know. <laughs> oh gosh! But your 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 grandpa's my dad's side of the family were all musicians as well, mm. and they'd all gather at Uncle Roy's yeah. a lot of times when they would come and visit, and they would sit around and and play music and drink moonshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what they did until yeah. yeah. hours and hours, and That's... we'd be there, you know, falling asleep as kids, right? And <laughs> but we loved the music because yeah. they were they were great, right? And that's awesome. I do remember some of the music. Do you guys remember that? I remember our Uncle Roy's, I think, for some reason. If it yeah. sounds familiar, yeah, the they guitar. Still did, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. Like they still... Uncle Vernon would go there because Uncle Vernon yeah. played the violin and, yeah. and the you, banjo. You, know what you and... might remember two guys, all three of you, was at our, our house in, in uh, Calgary when we lived here before, uh, when I was at the other church. Um, we lived on 2nd Avenue when Grandpa came out. Grandpa and Nap Sneed. Do you remember Nap Sneed? No. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they would jam. Mm. In yeah. our living room. They, they would and, jam um, in the living room. And yeah. uh, um, did Keith? Snell. Snell. Was it Keith Snell that played? Uh, no, no. Keith's uh, uncle. His dad. Keith's yes. dad, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, they played. So you would have heard, you probably heard some of that. I don't know if you remember. Or not. Shoot, I don't remember who did what coming through our house because we had so many people know, coming in time. and out of our house, like growing up. Yeah. People living there and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that was the other part of it, like I said before, about mom soldiering up. I mean, mm-hmm. she was taught. She, we had a, when we were just kids and I was going in the ministry, mom was taught by this uh, superintendent's wife who did workshops who had been a pastor's wife for one year when her husband was in seminary. And, uh, but he, he's the only one in the whole conference that had a master's degree. Yeah. So he became the superintendent. And she was the expert, pastor's wife. And she taught mom about submission, you know, that you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and to be a good pastor's wife, you have to, you're like an associate pastor, assistant pastor, but you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And you and never say no. And you never say no. Really? Anything so they actually the church said that asks you. you. Anything the church asks you. And and, uh, and I didn't have a bloody brain in my head in those days. I just went along with it. Yeah. And uh, the same thing with that brainwashing program that mm-hmm. we were in. And and mom, mom, that's one of the reasons we had so many people when you kids were young. Because mom would cook 
dinner almost every Sunday for, for a group of folks. Mm-hmm. And we were trying, the idea was we wanted the, the church people to reach out to the new people. Mm-hmm. And so we would bring the half new people and half church people uh, into the group and um, for dinner. Mm-hmm. And people would say to mom, well, let me bring something. Let me bring something. Mom would say, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I was you an know. idiot. <laughs> well, and, and what ends up? What ends up? But you turned into a great cook, Mom. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did. Yeah, not for lack of practice. Yeah, you, you should have tried some of her cooking when we first got married. I'll tell you that. Can you imagine oh, using that good. word nowadays? Which <laughs> submission? Submission. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine that using that nowadays? Oh, I know. No, it's God. BS. I know. Yeah. I know. And I knew. But I re- yeah. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I remember when Nate was born. And. I can, I mean, I can actually think of a few times where I actually stood my ground mm-hmm. and stood up for myself because I knew I was at my limit, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when Nate was born and um, a position came up at the church, but nobody wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you need to do it. Yeah, it's always, yeah. And I should said, do it. And, and I said, no. Nice. I just ha- I, I just time. had a new baby. Yeah. I've got two other boys. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And they kind of looked at me like, what do you mean you're not doing it? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I can't do it. And it's like, I uh, didn't. Good. So what you're saying is Nate was a high-maintenance baby. No. So you <laughs> no, couldn't shit. take on any extra work. If you ask that. Zilla, nothing's changed. <laughs> I, am I wish Zilla was here. You know baby. We don't want to pick too much on Nate because we always get Christmas stockings. Yes, because That's of Nate. Nate. Because of That's Nate. Right. Nathan, we take a bow to you, sir. It's true. I thought it was you. Forty who plus to... years in, and we still get Easter Christmas Easter baskets. Yeah, <coughs> stockings. Stockings. Okay. Well, mom, mom had such a she had such a good heart, and she she wanted to help everybody. And I mean, both of us were so uh, codependent, right? Mm. We, we, we could look after, we looked after everybody else, or tried to, but we didn't know how to look after ourselves. Mm. And we thought when we were trying to look after ourselves that that was selfish, right? That we were, we, that we were being selfish. Mm. And of course, people would, um, you know, I mean, I can't believe it how many <laughs> thousands of times People said to us, "You should do this. Mm. You should you do that." Should. Now, nowadays, it's like a uh, "drop the gloves" word to when me when say somebody should. says that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to yeah. drop the gloves right there. And I and I always end up saying to people, you know, please don't shoot on me, and I won't shoot on you, mm-hmm. right? Because I, yeah. you get tired of being shoot on all the time, and and of course that that's so in the church. That, that's such a big thing, right? It's such a big thing. Uh, to try to induce guilt on people, yeah. that people should do this, that, and then it goes along with the shame that Greg was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Shaming people, you know, yeah. shame on you, right? Bullshit, you yeah. know, not shame on you, anything. I don't know. I don't know how you guys did it for fifty years. <laughs> I don't know, like, Mom. Seriously, did it. I don't know if she put up with it as long as I she don't, because I've been working. Well, like, there, I mean, there was a world of change and everything, like. Yeah. When Dad went from Methodist to Wesleyan, and then now to the United Methodist. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge changes, dramatic I mean, leaps eh? and bounds yeah. from even just Methodist to the Wesleyan part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, by then I had already gone through the rebellion, and it wasn't happening with the Wesleyans. Just no, wasn't happening. no, that wasn't going to fix. Bunch shit. of knuckleheads. 
Yeah, <laughs> really, it just wasn't going <laughs> to fix it. I mean, I was those kids we met in Sacramento. There, it was like, yeah, you know, screw this. Let's mm. go. Yeah, I'll be in. I'll be in youth group. <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat some bread so they won't smell my breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. go with vodka. It's odorless. Yeah. <laughs> As one of my nurse friends, she's no longer with us, but uh, when she used to talk about uh, doing like being a nurse and, and an active alcoholic, and she's like, it's weird because you're around all these really super smart people, and you got a water bottle full of vodka, and nobody knows a damn thing, <laughs> and they don't. Well, they don't notice because. It's so rampant. Like people just do it like in order to cope, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, everybody's trying to cope. Yeah. Totally. The bread. I like that. <laughs> just eat the bread. Eat the big red. That was always a surefire. With, with Jeff Petty. You know, oh, have yes. one, oh, yeah, one the... little puff of his joint and I'm done. That's me, right? Yeah. But then I'm, I, I was what, 12 or 13? But then I'm starving, right? So we get back to the house out there. What was a place called where Florida. those guys mugged me for the ketchup? Oh, <laughs> remember? That one in, um, <laughs> that you didn't think you, you were going to get a ketchup mugging pool, story. Oh, and I went to the pool. store. That's right. And they, guys yes. mugged me for a bottle of ketchup. Oh, poor Nathan had his bike stolen. <laughs> yeah. That, that place was, Sacramento. was such a shithole. That was Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. 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 That was such a dumb. That was insane. I can remember going back to that place after what was supposed to have been youth group and yeah. eating a loaf of bread. Just because I was starving. Because <laughs> you had the munchies. Yeah. The mad munchies. <laughs> oh. Just kind of mom was making sandwiches and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to my room. <laughs> Greg's secret shame. His bread addiction. I need my bread. <laughs> Isn't it weird that you cannot have bread anymore? Yeah, I know, right? Hey? That's probably what made me celiac. <laughs> All that secret celiac bread. Because I had a puff of a joint. <laughs> so that goes to show you kids, not Don't everyone can smoke marijuana. <laughs> Or oh, eat yeah, bread. Don't smoke dope. Yeah, don't eat bread. <laughs> eat bread. Don't smoke dope. I got those backwards. <laughs> whatever. If you're a responsible adult, do whatever you want. Right? Like, be responsible. That's funny. Oh gosh. Oh my god. I don't you even know. know where to go after that. I mean, <clears throat> well, I was gonna. One thing I was gonna say was with me. I, I guess personal is it. <laughs> I, I look back on so much of this stuff, you know, and, and when you guys were growing up, and and so much of my stuff was uh, all connected to the fear of abandonment in my life. I, I was so, and, it, and that all connects back to, to Betty, you know, to my, my mom, my real mom. And um, when she committed suicide, and I was 15. And, you know, I, growing up in a home where my parents were my adopted mom and dad, uh, they were really my grandparents, though. And finding out when I was 10, when when... When Betty was drunk, that that I was her son, mm. right? All of this stuff, and so I was. Uh, I had the abandonment issues from an early age when I was uh, uh, before I knew she was my mom. I knew I was adopted. There was just a, a something. I don't know how I knew, but I knew, and uh, saw this TV thing. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, then then she ended up taking her life when I was fifteen. Mm. And and it, that was the core issue that I discovered through my recovery, mm. you know, 25 years ago when it started for me yeah. to turn it around. I know that there are friends and people who like to say, oh, yeah, that started with you 50 years ago with becoming a Christian mm. and all of that kind of stuff. But that was the beginning, the spiritual awakening 
but I was a dry drunk pastor for 25 years. I was because I jumped from having that great, amazing relationship with a God of love into religion, right? And that that uh, that took care of the um, that w- that covered up that covered up some of the pain from the the alcohol and the mm-hmm. drug and the violence and all that stuff that covered up some of that pain in my life. And so it, it wasn't though until 25 years ago when the lights came on, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean really came on and got me in a sense spiritually speaking, I guess back to when I was just a a young guy starting mm-hmm. out spiritually, because that's when I feel like things really turn around. And I realized that fear of abandonment issue mm-hmm. was what was, uh, I was so, I, I I needed to be loved. I needed to, because I always was trying to, you know, I always wanted my dad to love me mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I, I made up my mind, I, I want my kids to know I love them. And mm-hmm. you guys have probably never been around me once when I haven't said how much I love you. Mm-hmm. Be- and that's part of that. I know that. It's part of it because I want you to hear it because mm-hmm. I never heard it, right? Yeah. I never heard it. I always wanted to hear it, but mm-hmm. I, and I never heard it. And then when I met my real father and uh, <laughs> had, to th- had to almost threaten him to get, <laughs> get him to meet with me. <laughs> and he... And he didn't want. And What's an almost threat again. sound like, Paul? Well, well, it's sort of like he <laughs> said. Well, I'm, will, I'm, or I'll find I'm you really busy. <laughs> I'm really busy, and I, I'm really busy, and I, I, I no, I can't make it. And I said, Yeah, you're gonna make it. <laughs> that's re- that's sort of threatening. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna make. You're it. gonna make it. You'll be there. I know you will be. <laughs> and he showed up. The best way to do an almost threat is to be like. <laughs> I know you're going to make it because I know your door is plywood. That's what. I, that's how I know you're going to make it. <laughs> your door opens inward. Crazy stuff. Well, you know the funny thing about it, like with talking about Betty and like uh, the fact that we didn't know her when we were yeah. kids, obviously. And you don't. I don't her. even remember hearing about her. Did we yeah. ever hear about her when we were young? Yep. Did we? Okay. Yeah, I, did. I don't remember because yeah. I always thought Grandma was Grandma. Yeah. So yeah. It, it didn't occur to me, but when I sobered up, is when it really hit what it was like like what maybe maybe it started to make sense where i got my my natural desire to die from mm-hmm. right like um and like i've always felt connected to betty even though i've never met her mm-hmm. and I, I i feel like as i get older i get more and more connected to her because i've tried to take my life a few times and it didn't mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. right and thinking about now the thought of her connected connection is what keeps me going some days mm-hmm. because like I think of Molly and I think of Jameson and I think of Josh and I think of Riordan and I think of the fact that at, at what point in time does somebody stop that cycle mm-hmm. right and I and I don't don't get me wrong I'm not saying that I'm the one who's going to stop any cycle or anything well I am going to hopefully stop the cycle of having children That'll be definitely something that I hope to stop. Um, you guys have as many kids as you want. Um, but that cycle ended. Yeah, well, <laughs> and Nate's like, yeah, we're good, bro. Um, Peace, brother. Yeah. So, but it's like I'm, I'm the t- only one that can still have kids. <laughs> good luck with you that might one. Be. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. might be actually. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, <laughs> I'm done. Nope. Um, but I, I, I just, I think about it like how, 
how that damages families now. And of course, working with families who lose people from suicide and, and overdoses yeah. has obviously helped shift that, that thinking. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I don't want to perpetuate that like to Molly yeah. and Jameson and, and Josh and Riordan and whoever comes down the road. Cause I, you know, vasectomies aren't a hundred percent surefire guys. <laughs> hey, so yeah, Nate. Yeah, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and each time he had a child after. <laughs> and he's only got 10 kids now. <laughs> yeah, Nate just like, sorry, Zilla. Nate's yeah. a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop looking at her. <laughs> That'll be the end of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, yeah, like it, it's important, right? Like it, it becomes important wow. to not continually perpetuate that old stuff. And yeah. um, I'm just grateful that we can sit around and talk like this a little bit. Like I, I know it must be hard. I don't know how it is for you, Joy, to talk about this stuff. Cause I don't know what your family's like in terms of talking about shit, <laughs> you know, um, how is that? Like this? Yeah, like this, sitting around here, like, how, how does it feel? Oh, you know, some of the stuff I don't know, right? Yeah. So now I know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> That's it. That's it, okay. That's it. Nathan, do you have anything you want to talk about, man? Not really. No? No. Cool. I think we covered it. Yeah? Did we? Mom? Greg? I'm jet lagging, man. I'm ready. Yeah? Yeah. Greg's just got back from China, so he's kind of still in China. <laughs> like one foot in China. And <laughs> they almost... tried to keep him, but they yeah. couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to keep him, but his face I said, passport. Don't you know yeah. who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, yep, click. <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% aware of who you are. <laughs> Mr. Canada, you're not going home. <laughs> wow. uh, thanks pops anything else you guys want to say wow this means wanna, a lot I just want to say I am probably the most proudest mom mm. in the whole freaking world yeah and the most proudest wife mm. to have the husband and the dad I had for you three boys mm. and I couldn't be prouder thanks mom thank you mom and each one of you and uh, and my girls that I've got out of the deal, yes. <laughs> and my baby girl Molly and, and Celeste, our girls, you know, love her to pieces, and our baby Riordan and Jameson and Josh and I just Josh. Oh, don't Anyway, he's fine. No, he's not. He's an idiot. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I, I'm just thrilled that that we're a family mm. yeah yeah well and i feel the same love way so love you too mom same way, honey. thank love you. you too love you big too, time love i feel guys. so blessed and uh that's why i mentioned the thing about the the fear of abandonment i know you guys understand some of that because i've talked to you about that stuff and why i you know i, I mean i have so much I mean, I know I don't have a, a total awareness. I don't think we ever have that. But I have so much more awareness now uh, through my recovery mm -hmm. than I had before. And, and I don't feel defensive about it. That's what's so wonderful to be able to talk like this and realize you guys love me anyway. Mm -hmm. I made so many mistakes. 
Um, and I still continue to, to make mistakes, but I, I feel so much more freedom and I don't have that. I don't have that angst. I don't any longer. I don't have that, that fear of, of abandonment anymore. Although I have to watch it because I still, I can move into that codependent thing Mm -hmm. with people, you know, if I'm not careful. Um, but I, now I can say no and, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to bullshit so much anymore, <laughs> which I really like. Of course, I'm retired now too, so that makes a huge I can difference. tell people to go, you know what? To go what? <laughs> should he repeat the words he said when the bra was stolen off yes, the car at Diamond Bar? Hey, when he comes out, he's like, you motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm looking up at him like, I think he's going to kill somebody. Nathan <laughs> says, did you hear what he says to mom? Do you hear what dad said? <laughs> they never heard me swear before, Darcy. <laughs> never heard me. There is a story about my dad that I'm not going to tell on this episode because I don't know what the statute of limitations are on stuff like that. I'm going to find out and then I'll eventually tell the story. Remember that, Nate, when we were about to go driving down to California to visit Greg? <laughs> and some... Poor oh, yeah. <laughs> son of a gun decided Got to, down the street. Yeah, to run up to my dad. I'm telling the story anyway, Pop. So oh, hopefully yeah, there's right. the guy didn't die, so we're fine. Yeah, the guy didn't so die. The guy runs up. Did he run up to the car? Oh yeah, he tried to grab dad through the window. He tried to and grab dad. He punched dad. me, remember? Yeah, he tried That's to. Right. Yeah. And you grabbed his arm and we drug him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> street. So you got a picture. Dad's driving this little, what was it, the Mazda? Mazda. It was the tiny Mazda. Mazda hatchback. Dad's too big for the car to begin with. I'm too big oh, for the car. Man. We're all too big for the car because it's small. <laughs> this guy comes over and he just was mad at dad because obviously dad didn't do something he wanted. Yeah, he right? was blocking the road. We were oh, going to California. that's right. We were trying to get out of the alley. Yeah, and the, the worst thing with that was I had just done a, a, <laughs> I just done a baptism class <laughs> at the church. <laughs> it was evening and I just come out of the baptism class. The boys were waiting for me and we were going to California. If only these, they had mobile street phones. Street guys, if only we street could guys were coming along. This. Oh and the, the, this guy was a drug dealer. He's one of the drug dealers downtown there. Guys, at idiot. the time, and he, yeah, and one one of you said, "Daddy's gonna punch you." Yeah, Because yeah. I had my window rolled down. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, "Daddy's gonna punch you." And and uh, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I saw the fist coming through the window. Yeah. And I pulled my head back. He knocked my glasses part of the way yeah. off. He hit my glasses. But before he could get his arm out, I grabbed him around the throat by the collar of his shirt and yeah. twisted his collar and then took off. Yeah. And let, we let him run along, remember, for about yeah. a half a block. So we're driving down First Street, downtown by the bay, and we're going southbound on First Street. And my dad's got this guy by the scruff of the neck, and he's driving down there. And seriously, he wasn't even mad. He's just like, and he's just like, bye. But, you forgot what I said to him, though. Well, what did you say? I said to him, because he was running. He was trying, running really hard to keep up with the car. It's cardio, kids. <laughs> yes. yeah. so, awesome. so, so I said, oh, man, you know what? Because I, oh, so I said, you want to come to California with us, do you? And so we were going down the street. And I said, oh, you know what? We don't have enough room. And I dropped him. And that's when he, that's when he did the nosedive. Oh, it. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it, this is, I just heard this stat from a CPS dispatcher. So if you're getting road rage and you're one of these people, don't get out of your car and be the first one out. Those guys always lose. Yeah. Apparently those guys always lose because they get out. They're so crazy. They're not paying attention because yeah. yeah. they don't know that the guy in the other car might be my dad. 
Like seriously, might be a might be a human oh, that's gonna gosh. grab you by the face and drag you down oh. the street. Yep. But the funniest thing about that, Dave, too, was that about when we came back, when I came back from California that time, because you were going down to join the army. Yeah. That's when we were taking Nate and I were taking you yep. down there to join oh, the that's army. That's right. Yeah. And so we when we came back. I went into that restaurant down by uh, the old York Hotel where Bill and a bunch of us used to always oh, that's my, the, my the sponsor. Old Legion where we you used guys to meet. Eat? No, there was a there was a uh, a restaurant that used to be right across the street from the York on uh, on Center Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, an old cafe, an old restaurant in there, and uh, we used to go in there all the time for coffee. And sure enough, uh, first day back in there, that guy and his buddies all came in there, and I was by myself yeah. having a cup of coffee. And I thought, okay, here it comes, you know. But I thought, whatever, whatever, right? I just sat there mm-hmm. and had my coffee. And that guy got up and he was looking at me, you know, and these other guys were all sitting in the booth. And he got, he got up and I thought he was coming over, you yeah. know, but I didn't think he had enough guts to come at me himself. Mm-hmm. And he walked by me and went over to the, down to the bathroom. But as he left and walked out of the bathroom, the other guys looked at each other and said, he is such an asshole. <laughs> So I thought, okay, I don't need to worry about those guys. <laughs> and you know what's that funny? That was too funny. Is that if if somebody sees us boys and they think, man, we're going to go ahead and pull one over on them, I got to warn you guys, if there's more than one of you, chances are bad you're going to make that it. Chance. Because there's something happens to us when there's multiple people where we lose our completely, we completely lose our faculties and we don't give a shit anymore. So anyway, we're not like that anyway anymore, no. but... Um, Guys, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad we can end it on a on a laughing note, but all of it's a part of our our life and our history. And uh, this Christmas, you guys, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, if you Christmas. have people you love, be close to them. Tell them you love them. Um, and if you don't, we love you. And if you need anything, uh, we're going to be around. Um, you can reach our our link for Freedom's Path is on the the podcast. Uh, and for other things as well, I think the contact information will be on there. Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out to a friend of mine who has literally, I don't know if there's any other photographers out there who take a lot of pictures with digital, but for me, it was always a concern of how to get it from digital into the like tangible medium where I'm actually working with prints and frames and stuff like that. And, um, Chad Murphy him and his dad, actually, this is also kind of neat because his dad and I like actually are quite good friends. We met each other years ago at the gym. His dad's about 74, 75. Sorry, Terry, if you're not 75, um, but he's a hip dude. They have a company called Lucky You Design Inc. here in Calgary. You can reach Chad at 403-461-6293. And that'll be Chad Murphy at... Lucky You Design Inc. Their website is, let's see here, Lucky You, oh, okay, it's it's spelt different, so this is going to be confusing. You know what? It's luckyudesign.com, and it's a Z, so it's design with a Z. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense to you. I would just call him. And he appreciates getting phone calls at two in the morning. So chances are pretty good. If you call him at two in the morning, he'll be up. He'll be ready to do some work for you. So if you're interested, if you're looking to design shirts, if you're looking to design um, anything, really, I'm actually going to try to hook my dad up with with Terry Murphy in terms of getting my dad's hot rod souped up a little bit. So um, 
yeah, uh, again, Merry Christmas. Please be safe. If you're feeling suicidal, you're feeling overwhelmed, please reach out uh, to the distress center. Uh, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but I know that uh, Darcy can probably attach a link uh, with this when we post it on Wednesday. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Merry Christmas, Darcy. Thank you, yeah, brother. Thanks, thanks Darcy. Darcy. You're awesome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> again, thanks, Darcy. Hey, Darcy, thanks, man. Really appreciate it, Darcy. Thanks. <laughs> How are we doing? We good? Nice, man. We would like to remind you that the opinions shared are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other affiliation we may share with organizations or individuals. Thank you, Wild Rose United Church, for your open-hearted giving to the community at large in a multitude of ways. You have graciously provided space and love for us to work within, and we cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do each and every day. Thank you again, Darcy Robinson. As usual, your work is incredible. Thanks for donating it to us. I am not here without each of our board of directors, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern, Heather Morijo, Wayne Lurie, and John James. To all of the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society and now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? We work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering from, with addiction of all types, mental illness, codependency, and a multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. If you are interested in attending our upcoming or future groups, being a guest on the podcast, or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or find us on Facebook at Freedom's Path Recovery Society. If you are close to giving up, regardless of what your difficulty might be, please reach out to someone. You can always give up tomorrow, or maybe you won't have to. To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say? As for me, I'm David Lurie, and I wish you all the best, wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun, because our time here is quite limited after all.